so this morning I got up and I, in my normal routine, I check all my email and then I look at a few news items and I ran across this post on social media from somebody that I used to work with many years ago and I read it and I felt so sad. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. As I said, I got up this morning and I have kind of this routine when I get started trying to wake up. I go through all of my email and because of my work in ministry, this radio program, and even some personal things, I have more than one email account to keep things separate. And then after I get done going through the email, I took a little look at some social media postings. You know, it helps to keep up with people you know. And also, I use social media to promote the program whenever I can and to keep in touch with some people I haven't talked to or been able to keep in touch with for many, many years. It's probably one of the only few things about social media that I really like is to reconnect and stay connected to people that I've learned to know and got to know and were family or friends over the years. I'm not going to say this person's name. I'm not going to even say where this person lives. And I know that this individual, she's had a difficult time in recent years. And I knew this person many years ago when I was working at a Christian college. So you can know at least that much that is the common tie. I knew her and her husband quite well. And they were just, he especially was just a very delightful individual. He had been actually a church pastor at one point in his life and had a burden for missions, but never, never quite got there to the, to the mission field as he hoped. He ended up in a different career for a period of time. And these two were as opposite as day and night in many ways. He was full of joy, optimism, and the hope of Jesus Christ and the gospel. And she, while being a professing professing Christian, always had this negative attitude. In other words, he was the glass half full. She was the glass half empty with a leak. And that's the only way to describe it. There were days you'd see her and talk to her at work and she would be okay. Other days it was just, you know, it was just always a tough time. And and I'm reading this morning and I know that one of the things that's really impacted her negatively and we're talking, now remember, I knew this person 25, 26 years ago, maybe even a little bit longer. And there was always the negative side to life. And even in the postings, it's it's not always the most joyful things. It's the challenges that we go through day to day. And I know that all of us go through challenges day through day to day. I've gone through more than my share over the past, I don't know, 20 years. A lot of, lot of struggles. But I still... I still do my best to look at the glass half full. And I remember that old gospel song, Fill My Cup, Lord. 
Fill it up, Lord, till it overflows. And some people just cannot let go of the negativity in their life. And and I know that she had a very difficult time not that many years ago, the sudden passing away of her husband, who I knew, unexpectedly. This has got to be, what, five, maybe six years ago. And so she is a widow trying to get through life, retired, and One of the things that she wrote, she's looking forward to the birth of a grandchild. And one of the things that kind of annoyed me a little bit, and once again, uh, she's also a bit of a hypochondriac. I remember that too, anything coming along. So COVID is still a big fear point in in her life. Just huge fear, still fearing COVID. See that occasionally in the postings. She's one of those that are still wearing a face mask because she really believes it'll prevent her from getting COVID, though the evidence is now in. It doesn't work. It never had worked. It was all theater. But you can't convince people that are so afraid of losing this life. They put too much stock in this life. Sure, I don't... None of us want to go home early if we can avoid it. We'd like to live a full and and rich life. I get it. But not all of us are called to have a long life. I am just joyful for what I get day by day. So in this posting, you know, there's some member of the family that had tested positive for COVID. I didn't even know we're bothering to test people anymore with the fraudulent PCR test. And how is this going to affect the new baby? And, and it's all just negativity, negativity, and more negativity. Now, I do have some news stories I want to share that are concerning. And I'm going to share the stories. I'm going to let you know that there are some things you need to understand going on in the world around us. But we have to stop living in a mode of fear. Jesus says, fear not. The Bible says, fear not, 365 times at least. You know, one for each day of the year. And so it always annoys me beyond imagination. People that claim to be followers of Christ, Christians dedicated to his, to his word, always being the church curmudgeon. Ever, have you ever seen that picture? Just like a just sour puss, sour-faced, eh, everything stinks. Eh, I don't like that music. Ah, the preacher preaches too long. Ah, just, everything is just negative. Those young people, eh, you know the type. How do we, the church should be one of the, a group of some of the happiest people on earth, especially when they gather to worship. And, and every time I see some of these people, especially within those that claim to be Christians, those that are in the church, and they talk about their, their problems and their issues, and, and they keep praying and praying, you know, for, you know for, they can never find joy in their life. And, and my mind goes back to like the late 1960s and the early 1970s when I used to watch a very ridiculous TV show called Hee Haw. Gloom, despair, 
say something now I probably shouldn't but I'm going to do it anyway I have been in my life just so you know to some churches over the years where I was visiting and they were different denominations but the choir could have sung that song based on the attitude of many of the people in that church it was all woe is us we're a small church. We're never going to grow. And, you know, the world is it's just a terrible place. And what oh, woe is us. They forgot their primary mission. It's not a place to come to console each other about the misery of this world. That's not what a church is. If that's what your church is, you need to really have a talk with the people in your church. And if they don't want to become the church, move on to a church. Yeah, I'm a little theological today, even though some of the news stories are not necessarily so. But we've got to get over this negativity. Everything's always woe is us, bad news. Yeah, I've got plenty of it to share with you today. But there's good news behind every headline. I really believe that. I truly believe that. You know, like I say, there, there's so many people that I've met over in my life, and then in recent years in particular, those that couldn't wait to get the unproven vaccine. And I'm not going to condemn them for doing it. I'm not, I'm not going to just, I'm not going to take them to task because a lot of people didn't know. A lot of information was being hidden. No doubt in my mind about that. So a story to give you an example of what, what I mean by it. You know, I'm looking at this, this story that came out here in the United States with the FDA and the vaccine producers of all the COVID vaccines. And, and one of the things about this story that troubled me a little bit and we need to think about this. Once again, we have so many people blindly just following orders and believing everything they're told by the FDA. And even though they've been proven to have lied over and over again, the FDA and the vaccine producers assert their confidence in the safety of the new doses designed to target Omicron. Okay. And these COVID boosters are almost ready to be rolled out. I mean, like really soon. The FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, will is anticipated to approve the new COVID-19 booster shots without any data whatsoever from any kind of a study demonstrating whether these shots are safe and effective in patients. They're going to bypass all that because they still believe that the current vaccines are thoroughly safe and effective. Just like my friend who was talking about their having a new grandchild coming soon and somebody in the family tested positive for COVID. Well, here's the kicker. All of them are vaccinated. All of them took the vaccine and now one is coming up with COVID. And so we're supposed to believe they're safe and effective. Then I saw this article out of Germany. 
and their health minister. And this has got to this has got to show mass delusion on a, on a on a scale unprecedented. Germany is still doubling down, getting ready for the cold winter of death, like they believe is going to come, and they're encouraging everybody to get vaccinated again and again and again. And what's the reason? Now, when when I read this, I had to do a double take and go back and read it again. In Germany, the Minister of Health came out and said, in, in trying to explain why everybody needs to get their third, fourth, or whatever booster shot, and hopefully maybe even the Omicron shot, here is, here's the reasoning. People that have the shot, will get COVID and they will show symptoms and they will stay home. Now, just so you didn't miss what I said, the Minister of Health in Germany stated that people who are vaccinated will get COVID and they will have symptoms and they will stay home and not spread COVID. It is the unvaccinated that don't have symptoms or very mild symptoms, and they'll be spreading it. What? (laughs) I kid you not. I read this story three times to make sure that I wasn't missing something, but that is the reasoning. People that are vaccinated will get sick and stay home. Those that are not vaccinated will be out there in the workforce spreading COVID, but they're healthy. What does that tell you And what does that tell me? That these shots are not effective. Yet the FDA and the CDC keep saying they're safe and effective. Joe Biden said last year, take the shot. You won't get COVID. Take off your mask. You're COVID free. Be free, my friends. Be free. Fly away in happiness because you've got the vaccine. And yet, here we have story after story that the people that are getting sick or ending up in the hospital are primarily as a group, not so much in numbers, but, you know, in other words, your odds, if you are vaccinated or not vaccinated, your odds are greater that you'll be sicker or hospitalized now than the unvaccinated. Why? Because many of the unvaccinated have probably had Omicron, one of the variants. I mean, it is extremely contagious. Symptoms, mild. People confuse it with allergies and the cold. The giveaway is the lingering fatigue that goes on for a week or two or three, depending on your age. And and I've known others that have just gone through it and they say the same thing. Symptoms were like a bad cold, not even as bad as the flu. Fever was mild or low or non-existent. Had a whole family that I know that just went through it in the last two weeks. They're all fine. And they just kind of stayed home for a few days. And then they rested a couple of extra days and they're all back to life as normal. It seems to be the vaccinated that are having more trouble. We don't understand why, but of course we're told to believe without doubt without anything, that it is always going to be safe and effective. And so now the FDA 
is getting ready to tell human beings to just to be like sheeple and take the new vaccine for the new variant, even though they're not going to do any study on people. They're just going to rely on some studies they're doing with mice. I kid you not. FDA Commissioner Robert Califf, he tweeted the other day, Real-world evidence from the current mRNA COVID-19 vaccines, which have been administered to millions, show us that they're totally safe and effective. Well, he dropped the line effective. He just says totally safe. I have lost people that I know to vaccine side effects that are now dead. I've known only one person within my circle of friends that died of COVID. That person was in their late 80s, Parkinson's disease and other health issues. Had been in poor health for a long time. The other ones were actually healthy people prior to taking the vaccine. And while nobody wants to admit exactly what happened and why, because we can't have the vaccines being blamed, just please understand that the it's more after seeing three in a circle of people that I know of, it makes me suspicious. There was a guy that had a wedding and he was talking about, you know, he, he was up in, I think, Long Island, if I'm not mistaken. I may be wrong, but he's somebody that is, you know, he's a popular, you know, a talk show podcaster, had a wedding about 200 guests and he knew for a fact that half the guests were vaccinated half the guests were not he he leans toward the conservative side so that'd be about right and he was talking about how nine ten months later in the group that was vaccinated there have been people with serious illnesses and death but none in the unvaccinated group. Now, that's not a perfect study, but it just gives you, makes you wonder. I, I have come from a school of thought on these. Just This is just my opinion. I'm not going to claim it's some word of knowledge from the Lord or whatever the case may be. The vaccines, I believe, the biggest problem is going to be the cumulative effect of keeping taking it and taking it and taking it. If it didn't get you on the first go-round or cause serious issues. And if you look at how some of the stats, when people got their, if you had like Pfizer or Moderna where there are two shots involved, there were some that had issues on shot number one, then more had issues on shot number two. And then a larger number when you get to booster shot three and four and five. That tells me something. That the more you take it, the more you you might potentially damage your immune system. And that's something that's been said by a lot of people. Now, there's a person out there, and if you if you were to have asked me to read this individual's material three years ago, four years ago, I probably wouldn't have been as interested. But this comes from LifeSite News, and they do a very accurate job in their reporting. Just, I mean, over and over, they, they're proven. Feminist writer Naomi Wolf. Now, she, like I say, she's probably pro-choice and a lot of things that I would disagree with. 
But Naomi Wolf decries the COVID-19 mRNA jab as a bioweapon. And she believes now, because she is also a doctor and writer and a lifelong Democrat, she believes that this this vaccine is kind of like a bioweapon. And it seems to be affecting reproductive capacity of the next generation, especially in the West, which, which would make sense. Now, I'm going to pause right here, and I want you to think for just a second. Here in the United States, Joe Biden has literally opened the borders wide open, and we're getting all these unvaccinated, if you didn't notice. Yeah, they're unvaccinated. Uh, new people coming in by the millions from all over the world, unvaccinated, untested, unchecked, millions. And they are being let in, I believe, to replace a lot of us. Oh, yeah. Because, see, many people in the United States are already of the mindset that we have an overpopulation, so we we can't bring children into this world. Can't do it. Be horrible. You know, global warming, climate change, all that stuff. Well, you know, climate change, the great existential threat. And I mean, I've been banished a few times, and I've had some this statement always fact-checked and, and was one time deleted by Facebook because it was mean, mean, just mean and hateful. I made the statement that I've been hearing we only have 10 years left for 52 years. Since 1970, first Earth Day. Only have 10 years left. If we don't fix it in 10 years, it's all over. And I look at all the predictions made in the 1970s, 80s, and 90s, and early 2000s. These dire predictions of doom and gloom kind of remind you of... Gloom, despair, and agony Okay, enough of that old record. But let me just put this in perspective. Now, you got to remember that Naomi Wolf is a lifelong Democrat, but she ended up getting banned from Twitter, good for her, back in 2021 amid the COVID outbreak news. And she really believes the West is somehow being targeted for reduced reproduction. And the reason she says is either it is a targeted situation or it is something that happened that nobody wants to admit. Now, she's been going through a lot of the Pfizer vaccine trial documents, which the Food and Drug Administration was forced by the courts to release back in March and in April through a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit. Now, just two things. I want you to think about this for a second. Pfizer wanted 76 years 76 years. So I guess I would be, what, 140 or something like that or beyond when it would come out? They wanted 76 years before people could see the data, the same data they could use in 101 days to completely license a phony vaccine, which now you really can't, you can't get it. Allegedly, some military may get it so they can shut them up on this take the vax. Well, it's not an approved vaccine. Well, you can have the approved. But the rest of the people in the United States can't get it. 
I wonder why. I have a story on that coming up too. Yeah, I can remember. Just over a year ago, the phony press conference, Comer Natty or whatever they want to call it from Pfizer was approved by the FDA. Safe and effective. Stops ingrown toenails. I don't know what else it does, but it's supposed to be the greatest thing that ever came along. And so what she is saying, Naomi Wolf, in going through these documents, there's one thing that these documents reveal, and this is really sad, and listen to me really carefully on this one, because I'm not pulling your leg, I'm not giving you misinformation. This is from their own material that they submitted to the FDA to license Comirnaty, which is somewhat similar but different than the existing Pfizer vaccine. But see, one of the things that she noticed, an overwhelming majority of adverse effects were in the United States and right behind it, Western Europe. In other words, the Western world. And she pointed out that even before COVID, back in 2018, there was a study by Dr. Lee Villette. And this doctor had already documented the harmful side effect of some of the nanoparticles used to stabilize these vaccines and how they had a negative impact on reproduction. And so Wolf is suggesting that these shots are causing injury and to childbearing. Now, I'm not going to go as far as her because I don't have the evidence to feel comfortable to say it. You can draw your own conclusion. She believes it is intentional because the damage caused by the mRNA lipid nanoparticles was established well before they were manufactured for the public. Now, I don't know if it was greed that covered a lot of this stuff up or not. But one of the things we did learn from the Pfizer documents that came out, and they're still not all out. I bet the worst is yet to come. I really do. I believe the worst news is yet to come. Because they have some time to get it out. Not 76 years, but they do have time. And I think by the time it gets out, a lot of people are going to be really angry. I mean, really, 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 really angry. You know, Pfizer would talk about in their documents about these adverse effects. You know, they talked about adverse effects. And to Pfizer, an adverse effect that was self-correcting. In other words, maybe it was a headache, but the headache went away in a day. That might be considered an adverse effect. Somebody may have had some kind of a reaction, but it got better really quick. They considered miscarriages self-correcting because, see, after you had the miscarriage, you were healthy again. They have a report from May of 2022, this year, in the Pfizer data showing a more than 76% miscarriage rate for mRNA vaccinated women. Did you hear that? 
Let me say it again. There is a report from May of 2022, this year, from everywhere in the Pfizer data showing a more than 76% miscarriage rate for the mRNA vaccinated women. That should be concerning. And she pointed out these dramatic rates of adverse effects are corroborated by other data sets, even like the VAERS data base, which also shows a staggering disproportionate harm to the unborn child. And remember, this is a person that was pro-choice, Naomi Wolf. She went on to cite numbers that she had shared earlier this year showing a worldwide baby die-off, such as a rise of over 200% for neonatal deaths in highly vaccinated Scotland. Studies from Canada and Israel showing that babies are dying disproportionately during and after 2021, but only in the highly vaccinated countries. There's a hospital in Israel that shows a significant a 30-some-odd percent increase in stillborn children in the vaccinated compared to their unvaccinated peers, period. There's a doctor in Canada, another place that went completely communist and insane. Justin Trudeau, Justin Trudeau is a complete moron. He's a complete idiot, and he's a toy boy for the World Economic Forum who's more concerned about using the correct pronouns than your freedom. And he'll use the power of government. He showed that if you dare protest anything he says. He's a little man. He's a little baby boy. He's a man-child that has no business being the leader of Canada. I feel sorry for those in Canada that are trying to do the right thing, knowing that they have the wrong guy in charge. He is taking your country to the pits of hell. And he's happy to do it because he's of a reprobate mind. He is like they say in 2 Thessalonians, he is living the delusion. By the way, some other things. Nearly five or six stillbirths every year was reported by a guy by the name of Dr. Daniel Nagasi, who was ordered to leave his hospital last year for treating three COVID patients, all of whom did quite well because he used ivermectin. Ah, yes, the deadly horse paste. <laughs> Remember, you know, I, I'm not a, I don't listen to Joe Rogan, it's not my kind of program, and the language is very coarse, but Joe Rogan, who is on Spotify with his millions of listeners every day, I wish I had millions of listeners every day, maybe if I was crude, rude, and obscene, maybe I could get a million listeners, but I can't do that, and I don't want to do that. But he came down with COVID-19, and he was treated with ivermectin, and he did quite well. Yet everybody was saying how evil of him to promote such terrible things like ivermectin that work. I know a doctor in South Carolina. I've known him for years. And he's retired. And he's up in years, but he is still one of the best doctors I know. And 
he secured way back in 2020 and early to, you know 2021, he had a pretty good supply of both ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and zinc and all the other stuff, kind of the Zelensky protocol. He treated 800 and some odd patients, 800, 800, and I think it was 803. And only one of the 803 died, and that particular person was in their mid-90s and in failing health to begin with. Now, compare that to the odds of your local hospital in New York <laughs> when you came in. Yeah, we wait till your lips turn blue, and then we put you on a ventilator to die because we don't treat the real problem you have, which is bacterial pneumonia which is the side effect of many respiratory infections, just like COVID-19. I've got other stories on the other side that you need to hear. And I've also got some, well, my heart has given me some good news I need to share with you. I really do. In the middle of all this negativity, there is hope. There is a shining light. The whole reason we do this program we, we shine light in the darkness. That's the reason, shining a light of truth in a darkening world. That's why we do the program Truth to Ponder. And right now, I need you to help me out to keep this on the air. We're about to run out of the month of March. I've got a few bills I've got to pay. And I think I can get through, but I've never wanted to do this. I've never promised I'm not, I'm not, I'm doing everything I can I know where the listeners to this program are who support it. And I know that there are listeners to some facilities that do not support it. And I've got to make a decision because I can't, I can't, I'm not the federal government. I can't borrow money and do endless negative spending. I'm not going to do it. And I can't dip into our meager income because we're retired and we're on a fixed income. And I've put a lot into this program, a tremendous amount. Not time, I'm saying even in finances. So, you know, we need to, I need to reconcile some of that. If you believe in this ministry and you can help us out, would you, would you kindly consider making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? That's Ancient Word Radio. And the mailing address, and this address will be good until sometime toward the end of September, maybe a little longer, we haven't decided yet. When we stop having to, we're, like I say, we're settling in here in, in Virginia. We still have, we'll be spending a little time in Florida for some work and ministry things. And I just don't want the mail to get lost. That's why I'm using this service. The mailing address is Truth to Ponder 5753 Highway 85 North Secure Box, just a box number, 3248. That is 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. The city is Crestview. Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. Once again, make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Mail it to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. The city is Crestview, one word, Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. 
We'll thank you in advance. By the way, you can also go to the website, truth2ponder.com. That is truth, the number two, ponder.com. There are ways to support us directly from the website. We'll take this break and be right back. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The secret of face setting coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is Jonathan Kahn, the nice Jewish boy. Your Jewish connection bring you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. In Luke 9, 51 and 52, it speaks of Messiah setting his face, setting his face. Now, something really striking about it, it says, it says when the Samaritans saw it, they rejected him because of it. It's, it must have been really important that Messiah set his face. We have to be like Messiah. We have to learn of the secret of face setting. The word in Greek, sterizo, it says he, it says he turned, it means he turned resolutely in a, in a certain direction. What it meant for Messiah is he was setting his course to, to not be turned from it. He was, he was hardening his course. He was focusing. He's not going to be moved away in the direction of his mind, his heart. And so that's it. Now, why is this good? Because whatever Messiah does, it's good. Well, it meant that he was not going to be sidetracked. He had an aim to go to Jerusalem to die and to rise. But he was not going to be sidetracked. He wasn't just hanging out. He wasn't aimless. He wasn't going to be blown away, taken off course, drifted away. He knew his purpose. He knew his goal. And he set his face steadfast upon it. So you need to do the same thing. In Messiah, your life has purpose, great and high purpose. You need to aim strong. Stop being pulled all over the place. Stop being drained or distracted. You know your calling. And you got to set your direction, set your face on it, your mind, your heart, your eyes, your thoughts, everything. Set your face like Flint. And like Messiah, you'll get to that high ground and you'll finish your course with victory. Want more? Ask for Hard Like Flint. Now, feeling like your walk with God could use a real spiritual boost? We got the answer. A free subscription to Sapphire's Warning Uses Directed. It can revolutionize your walk for victory. And the incredible Mystery of the Temple Doors, all free. You'll love it. How do you get all this? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. So just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed with your new gifts. But just, you need to call now. <laughs> just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. Yeshua-1. And I invite you to minister with me in two of the most exciting ministries to beam the word of life around the earth by shortwave radio to every tribe and tongue and to Israel, the Jewish people who gave you the gospel. It's amazing. This is the farthest way you can ever spread the gospel through shortwave radio. Your life will have such impact on the world. Make a difference. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. Or you can write me direct. Here's how. It's right to the nice Jewish boy box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's the nice Jewish boy box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, until next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, set your face like flint and move ahead. Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you and Messiah, my friend. Messiah Haderach, the way. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two, Truth to Ponder for this Tuesday. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Got a couple of news stories, maybe three to quickly share with you that I've got some thoughts on my heart and mind that I really do want to give to you for encouragement. I really believe in spite of all the negativity and all the gloom and doom and agony, there is real hope out there. Saw this story that was encouraging. 
Pfizer cannot use government as a shield from liability for making false claims about its COVID vaccine. Now, this this was rather interesting. In the largest healthcare fraud lawsuit filed under the False Claims Act in American history, this is a while back in 2009, Pfizer agreed to pay 2.3 billion with a B dollars in compensation fees. And Pfizer cannot keep using the government as a shield from liability for making any false claims about the vaccines that they have produced. In response to Pfizer's move to dismiss a False Claims Act suit, attorneys for a whistleblower contended that the pharmaceutical monster company cannot use the government as a defense from responsibility if it makes false claims regarding its its vaccine. Maybe that's why Pfizer wanted 76 years to let the data out on how they had gotten their license, Comirnaty, and even their emergency use, uh, use vaccines to market. They may know something, and maybe they're deeply concerned. You know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to sound flippant on this, but I predict if the world is still around in a couple of years and television is still television as we know it and not just Big Brother looking at us like in George Orwell's 1984, I'm waiting for the Jacoby and Myers commercial. Have you or a loved one been injured by a Pfizer or Moderna vaccine? Call us today. Money could be available. I truly believe that day could come. And as sad as it is that people will be injured or die because of these vaccines and the fraud committed in, I believe, and I'm saying fraud because when you find out they call miscarriages just an inconvenience that you could overcome. Oh yeah, you gave birth to a dead baby. You're you're healthy and good now. The problem was short-lived. If that's your definition of safe and effective, you're frauds. And we're beginning to find out a lot of things. And I, I look, I, I know there are a lot of people, even in this audience, that may have taken the vaccines at the end of 2020 uh, or even early 2021. I know a lot of people that took one shot never came back for a second. I know some that maybe have had the first and second but have never come back and will not come back for the booster. And my prayers are with you that you can overcome what I believe is going to be determined at some point, some significant damage to the immune system. Vaccine-induced immune deficiency. Kind of evades vaccine-acquired immune deficiency. And a lot of doctors have been warning about it. I have not taken the vaccine. Neither has my wife. We probably, based on all the symptoms and everything we knew and our location, earlier this year, dealt with Omicron. And yet I continue to produce this radio program every day. We didn't go anywhere. And the lingering side effect for a while was we were tired. We took a lot of naps. But that got better too. I would rather my body's immune system 
be left to do what it needs to do to take care of me. Our bodies are fearfully and wonderfully made, according to Scripture. I know there are things that medical science can do, but I think this rush for a vaccine, I think the billions of dollars at stake was too tempting for many of these corporations who have a history. It's not like this is the first time. Pfizer has paid out record amounts in settled lawsuits and with the government for fraud. Not the first time. The love of money is the root of all evil, and their love of the billions of never-ending dollars from the government was too tempting not to, to grasp hold of. And they keep going back to the government. We have a COVID-19 Omicron variant. We, we, we're just going to go with the test on mice. We think it's good enough because our vaccines, as you've already noted, are safe and effective or, or safe. We now know they're not effective. See, I want you to notice how the narrative has changed. If you, six months ago, listened to anybody from the FDA, the vaccines were safe and effective. Safe and effective. Safe and effective. Now all they say is they're safe. They won't even talk about them being effective. Why? Because as they discovered in Germany, which is why they want you to keep taking the vaccine, the vaccinated are getting sick and staying home so they're not spreading the virus. The unvaccinated are not getting sick or their symptoms are so mild, they're super spreaders. I I, I am beyond words. I am simply beyond words. Now, two quick stories that are kind of back to back. We know that someday, if the elite have their way, we will be in a cashless society. I mean, that, that's what they want to do. They want a cashless society. That is, that is the long-term goal. And it'll happen. It is a great unraveling, not a great reset. There'll be a lot of negative developments. You know, a year ago, there were some people early on after President Joe Biden took office and all over the world that that thought this, you know, the, these issues with the economy will be short lived. It's it's a transitory you know, problem. There's no recession going on. It's just temporary inflation. And people wanted to believe the economy was on the men. And I can get that. Who would not want it? After all, the media have been doing a just a bang-up job of propaganda telling you that it's all going to get better, that happy days are here again. The problem is, it isn't. The problem is, we have economic issues, not just in the United States or Canada or in the United Kingdom or Australia, worldwide, it's global. And I do know that organizations like the World Economic Forum are going to be pushing for a cashless society. I get it. You know, you got to be careful in this business of doing a radio program like this. In my feed, in my news, and and from sources that sometimes I, there's one source I occasionally quote, but I always have to double check because they've had a, well, their track record is basically, there's there's 65, 70%, they're good. But that 30% that they're wrong can really get you. Already in my social media this morning, P. 
people have been sharing this picture of a sign at a Starbucks. Starbucks going cashless in October. And so before I just take something at face value, I did a little bit of research. Doesn't take much. Starbucks, which is not my favorite coffee at all. I, I just don't like their stuff. They're overpriced and their, their company is just too woke and leftist for my liking. I mean, I don't, I, you know, my pronouns are real simple. I'm a guy. Look at me. You can tell. You don't need to ask what my pronouns are. And I don't need your overpriced, you know, lattes or whatever it is. By the way, if you have student debt and you're buying lattes every day, maybe you need to rethink how you spend your money with $5 coffees. That's $150 a month. You know, that, that adds up after a while and that could help, you know, pay some of your student debt or something else. And if you get two of those a day, well, you know, you're looking at $3,000 a year. But I saw this story that somebody shared about Starbucks going cashless. So I did some research. Well, it kind of was one of those things circulating virally in the United Kingdom. And Starbucks already pointed out that, um, hey, a lot of our a lot of our stores are really franchisees. And most of them, you know, they they're not they're not changing their mind on cash. They like it. Look, I do know the day is going to come. But all the pictures that people were showing, and I did a little bit of looking on this about going cashless, all go back to 2020 when Starbucks was barely opened. You know, during the six-foot-apart social distancing closed down the restaurants, they, because people in cities like New York and Seattle and big cities like in Philadelphia and London, England, wherever, they were all scared of, of getting COVID from, you know, your, your filthy currency. Many went cashless. They, you know, you could go to a place and take cash and buy credit to use in their store. They just didn't want to touch your filthy money during COVID as they all wore their face mask or hazmat suits to give you your latte. And so my point is you've got to be careful on what you share. Just because you see it in your feed in a social media post, I looked at it and I thought, do I want to share this? I, my heart said, just, just wait a minute, take a look. And so it's important we be careful what we share. If you don't know the source, even if it's a good friend who may have gotten it from a third source, take a couple of minutes to double check. I mean, you got Starbucks putting out a statement, no, we are not going cashless in October. Now, I know the day's going to come when they do, because everybody will have to, and it won't be a store forcing the issue. It'll be the government forcing the issue when the time comes. I believe, I believe the day is going to come when governments around the world, one by one, are going to go through a collapse of some type. And when that happens, things will have to be restructured. You know, the great plan of the Great Reset is really, really very simple. 
The Great Reset that the World Economic Forum believes in is the concept that Joe Biden and many others around the world have run under the same theme. Build back better. Build back better. It sounds great on the surface until you go into what it really means. It means tear everything down and destroy and then rebuild. And that's the part they don't like to talk about. The United States could be energy independent again and be a net exporter of oil. That means we may import some because it's closer to us and and then export to another place, import and export. But we could easily convert to totally internal and take care of our needs for hundreds of years to come. But no, the existential threat of climate change is going to take It's going to take its toll. It's going to destroy jobs. You know, California, all electric by 2035. Their power grid can't run what they have today, let alone moving millions of vehicles onto the grid. And wind and solar ain't going to cut it. We know that. I mean, Texas showed us the way when they had troubles in the winter when the windmills stopped working. They ran out of power. Texas doesn't connect to any other grid in the nation. They're all internal. We're going to see economic turmoil in the days, weeks, months, and years ahead. Get used to it. That's just what's going to happen. And don't get into the gloom and despair. You know, St. Paul... I got to share this. And I just stumbled across this this morning. And I, you know, you forget a lot of what you've read in scripture. First Corinthians, no, second Corinthians. My eyes are not focusing that well. Second Corinthians chapter five, beginning at verse one. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God and house not made with hands. In other words, people. And it's eternal in the heavens. For this we groan earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. Too many Christians are more wrapped up in this world and this life and these problems and this day-to-day activity. And they, they lose sight of the bigger picture. Even when Jesus addressed his disciples, they they were concerned about the end of the world and the bad things to come. Christians, you got you got two groups of Christians. And and I, I don't want to I, I don't want to get into a theological debate. There are those, well, they're actually more than two groups, but you know, you got those that figure that when the bad times come, we're out of here anyway and those that know that we will have bad times. And among those that know we will have bad times, there are those that that are constantly, woe is me, like the person I mentioned at the beginning of the program, life is horrible. There was a movie years ago that I can remember seeing, and it had Mel Brooks. And the title of the movie, I believe, was Life Stinks. 
it is sad that too many Christians today have that same attitude, life stinks. They have no hope. They have no foundation, they have nothing. But they hope for the sweet by and by. They hope that God will let them into their heaven. They hope they're a good enough person. Being good enough doesn't cut it. it, has nothing to do with it. Your salvation is from grace and grace alone. The work has been paid for and done at Calvary. Maybe I'll talk later this week about some of these people trying to make the analogy that the student loan debt forgiveness is the same as Jesus paying the price of our sin on the cross. That's ludicrous, totally bogus. And it shows how the left will grab scripture to beat up on Christians to say, well, isn't, isn't Jesus giving you the freedom of heaven, you know, free heaven, his paying your debt on the cross to say, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's a debt I owed God. It's a debt that only God could, could take away and forgive. I'll talk about that later this week. I don't want to get into it now. Too many other things that I believe are, are very important. I mentioned yesterday, and I'll get back into it a little bit later this week. I really feel that God is wanting to... There's some good... I, I've, I think Thursday is going to be a day of some good news for a change. I really do have hope. I have a tremendous amount of hope going forward. I think God's going to, I, I just, I, last night, for some reason, I just felt very confident that there may be a little bit of a reprieve, a little window where God can show his and manifest himself. And, and those that know the Lord will see it. Those that have been blinded to the truth will still be blind to the truth and will never see it. I have some hope. I see a window of opportunity. And I'll probably spend later this week really getting into that window of opportunity and encouragement. Your glass is not half full, half empty. It is half full. And I believe if you let him, God will fill it to the brim and overflowing. Do you believe in this ministry? I hope you do. Right now, I got to figure a way to make sure we can stay on short wave. Would you consider making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, mail it to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248 in Crestview, Florida. Crestview, Florida, the zip code is 32536. Once again, make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio, mailing address, Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, Number 3248, Crestview, Florida, 32536. That's 5753, Highway 85 North. Number 3248, Crestview, Florida, 32536. You can also support us from our website. And until tomorrow, may God richly bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.